Yeah, so today I went out to fetch supplies. I mean, I already have enough you, to move on. You went out around people? Yeah, I was scoping out the coronavirus population density around the stores because I had to do grandparent errands. This is Gigi Nori, by the way. Uh, we're we're going to talk about a topic, but for right now we're talking about something else. And on the way to the parents' house, I, I noticed that Publix was looking a little uh, scanty in its population density, right? So I thought I could swing in there and load up on butter and monster energy drinks. And that's exactly what I did. Smart. Public showing a little leg. You know, the thing I we found out is that the limiting reagent in our household, as far as food goes, is butter. How much butter do you have on hand? That's right, because you want to bake, you want to... I mean, almost everything, you got to have some butter. Yep. Or at least you should have butter to make it good. Sure. I don't think you can go wrong with butter. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Name uh, it. So I got a bunch of that, and Proving I got wrong. two ten packs of the white Monster Energy drink. Oh wow! I had mm, been surviving yeah. purely off coffee for the past I don't know how long, two weeks. Seems horrible. It really is not a life worth living. I mean, I am of the small opinion of not caring too much uh, about the effects upon me and getting infected because I'm not around anybody ever uh, that I would potentially do harm to, like old people. Or really sick people so i just go to the gas station and i grab me some when i can mm. yeah i stocked up on like a 28 count of uh orange uh sugar-free monsters uh prior to the outbreak so now those are in my fridge yeah you sent us a picture like hey i got some for next game night and then like what the next up day, we're like oh <laughs> next game oh, man. <laughs> are, they, are they still gonna be there after all this yeah <laughs> i got i hope so for my in, health in, you know in like eight, <laughs> in 12 to 18 months of this they're really good too <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've seen all the pictures of, you know, when you start a Fallout game and you finally come out of the bunker and take a, a, a look at the Vista. Yeah. That's what it's going to be like when we finally yeah. when we finally get together again for a D&D game. I haven't seen you since the plague. I know. <laughs> so we do have a, a topic tonight that we've been kicking back and forth. And warning, dear listener, I have no idea how long this is going to go. It might be 20 seconds, but at least you got some real life information that's what you're really here for is hear how a bunch of uh random people are dealing with quarantine during coronavirus but the topic we have is art in rpgs that's that is the topic there is there's nothing more specific than that and and when he says kicking it back and forth we've literally not talked about it at all besides the title yeah when i say kick it back and forth i mean like i kick it once (laughs) and saying how about we talk about this and somebody says okay that's two kicks, uh-huh. and then we all and then we all went. Well, we should wait for Jim. Yeah, that, that was it. <laughs> That's three. So, Jim, we're waiting on some truly earth-shattering revelations. Profound. Come on, man, drop the mic. Yeah. So I was thinking about this earlier today, and I thought let's make a distinction between art and information design and graphic design. Now, graphic design is a little bit trickier to make a distinction between but let's definitely make a distinction between art and information design like we're not talking about how data is displayed to you on the page for optimal running or ingestion yeah i i completely agree with that okay yeah i I would say that all of the art that i've drawn for dermis would be solely just for you know just to see what something looked like no illustrative you might say yes you've but that's that's in that data in a sense or, or just no. It is, but there's nothing that you can take from it that like, would like help how you many words could you use to describe system? it? 
right? Finger, hand, ear, tongue, mouth. Let's <laughs> see. It's like it's you're. It's actually. It's literally a finger. Yeah. It's like. Does it have arms and legs? Yes, but it's still no. just a finger. Fingers have arms and. See, look. I thought it didn't. There yeah. you go. We're diverging already. I need a. Uh, I need a. Uh, I need a graphic. There you go. <laughs> Hold on. Give me a second. Somebody draw me a finger. You guys want me to to jump this off with a high voltage charge? I, I would oh. like the hot takes. What is the hot take? I don't know if I'm ready for this. I think to the enlightened non-consumer consumer, right? The person that the workman, the the craftsman, the person who purchases an RPG product in order to be able to do things. Art is ye, almost useless, but for marketing purposes and for getting normies excited, it is essential. That is my position. I mean, like, for the DM, mainly, like, they don't care about the art. They want the content, they want the the uh, <clears throat> the, the presentation and the rules and the stuff like that. Like, they're not going to look at the pictures and care about that. Well, yeah, y- yeah and it, it may obscure... Um... I don't know, it may it may obscure those uh, uh, those mechanics that you actually care about. Like I don't know, it can look so cool, uh, but it's not actually that cool at all. So I was thinking about this when I was playing. So there's a game called Mork Borg that just came out, a Swedish RPG, and one of our patrons was so kind as to run a session and invite me, so I'd played in it. But I had been looking at it before and following along with its development and release, and I'd seen some of its rules. And the striking thing about Mork Borg is its art and graphic design. It's very striking, bold, lots of blacks and yellows and blood splatters and gore and big punchy pictures to go along with uh, a small amount of text on the page, that sort of thing. So it's almost like a coffee table book kind of presentation, I would say, Mm. at least the pages I've seen. And I really like it. I think it's a great way to get people excited about the game because when I saw that, I immediately was attracted to it. But mm. the game itself there. is fine. It's but it's just D and D. Like mm-hmm. and the procedures that I've seen, there's not. It's just D and D hacks. So the artist suggesting one thing, but it's not producing anything by the actual rules of the game that is unique to that art. That's not found as in BX or 5e run in a kind of hardcore mode you know what i'm saying mm. so it makes it look more fun to dm and play than it actually is fun to dm and play well i don't i don't know that it's more or less oh, fun it's okay. just like it's, it's suggesting a, a particular aesthetic that the rules do not themselves convey yes m- exactly. more than the similar rules that it's based on however yeah, maybe fun's not the right word yeah <laughs> but i could see maybe how art might influence you subconsciously even to play or run the game in a different way yeah yeah i think like the stuff that i've done i i don't think you could truly understand what i'm trying to convey without like showing you a picture of it because like if i say it's a fingernail with a mouth on it that has an eye that comes out like you can picture it but i have a specific like design of what it looks like yeah but you truly wouldn't be able to understand what you're fighting without looking at it yeah yeah, and I feel like that's maybe different kind of art. I mean, you really are trying to communicate something that is just difficult to communicate with words. Yeah. Or maybe sometimes even impossible, nearly impossible to communicate. Like, you know, like like Daniel spent uh, a while trying to communicate this skull architecture to us uh, at the entrance of the dungeon and Dungeon Academy. 
uh, when the diagrams actually made it pretty clear when you got to see the diagram from the side. Yeah, the I didn't field. really have a problem understanding that. <laughs> 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 well, let's just say he spent a lot of time explaining it. Let's put it that way. I, I, I also grasped it pretty well. <laughs> but it was, like, it was like 10 minutes later. He's like, no, listen, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I think like we all got the gist. Yeah, we, we got the gist of it. And then we'd be like, okay, but cool. Then I go behind it. He's like, there is no behind it. It's like, dang it. <laughs> So, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing is useful. But I think it's not very hard to think about, like, an example of something that just has, you know, very pretty, uh, very evocative art, I, I guess, of, of certain feelings and emotions and uh, genres, but then doesn't have any meat to it at all or very little meat. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think it's that hard to think of examples. I like to think about the 5e player's handbook as an example. That's exactly what I was thinking, actually. Yeah. Well, not just the player's handbook, but all the core rules. And in fact, all of 5e. It has generally pretty good art. Like, it's ext it's very competent, of course. Uh, and some of it is very evocative and compelling. Like, when I opened up the PHB for the first time, I was super excited to play D&D. Just because I was like, looking at cool stuff. Yeah, like, it is a, it is a legitimate... Uh, work of art, like on scale with some of the prettiest things that have been made. I mean, there's the detail, the difficulty in thinking of uh, reproducing that on your own in some kind of way. It's just stellar stuff. But belongs in a museum. Yeah. So it's almost like a thing al alongside of the rules, not a thing that complements the rules, adds to it in any kind of way. It may even be distracting from from what you maybe should be doing with your time instead of looking at the pretty pictures uh, and reading the rules that were this, nearly the same rules that you were playing last D&D or whatever. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you can look at the cool aesthetics of PHBs or whatever, but then that doesn't really translate into 5e. 5e is basically just like the same D&D as it's been forever, but house-ruled and streamlined in some, certain ways. Mm-hmm. I think the value of the art scales with the experience level of the person, but inversely. So like <laughs> Okay, yeah. So like as a newbie, having sort of visual tools to help me get what's being described is probably really helpful. Whereas maybe if you've done this for a long time, you become True. less yeah. likely to need that crutch. Yeah. Cuz if you're thinking of it from a numbers standpoint, you don't really need to know what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, and if you are going to say, hey, you've not played an RPG before, or you've not played this RPG before, uh, check this out. Does this look like something you would be interested in? And then someone can immediately have a reaction to that without you having to sit there and say, well, the, 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 import, the killer app of this system is that you get a, a generalized, you know, you don't have to do all that stuff. So, I mean, but that assumes that the art is somehow related. I guess, I guess you're just looking at it as a whole package product. But it's like there's art, and then there's these rules. But yeah, it was I like, just happen to package them together for marketing purposes. If you're going to talk <laughs> yeah. to a guy you want to play in your game, you say, you want to play D&D, you get to be this guy. And you get to go here. And you get to fight these. Yeah, look at him. Yeah, yeah I've, just, I just can't look show at anybody it. any of my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they will definitely not that, want to that play That comes it. later. There's a reason it's not published. <laughs> but you're like, you're like sneaking, you spring it on. You're like, hey, you want to play a game? Yeah, it's I like fun. games. It takes hey, little boy, you want to play a game? <laughs> it's, it's like, no, what is that? What is that? <laughs> you're a monster. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's my but, that's my uh, thought. Oh, so let's let's think of another example. Um, Silent Titans. I this literally is... was thinking of that one as well. Okay. I, I don't know if we've talked much about it, but having spent a good amount of time in the book. Oh, you have it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm s still planning on running something from it. Okay. But okay, 
Okay, that's, okay. that's still on the agenda. What, what I'm trying to put together is, uh, well, how I should go about doing that, because we, we, we talked, I want it to be episodic and not like, oh, you know, let's just jump in uh, and kind of play Silent Titans for a minute, because I don't think it will really capture the content that well to do that, and it'll probably just be really short, and I don't know, you guys won't really get it, but but with some light editing, I, I think I can you know, put something together. Uh, anyways. I digress. Uh, trying to do that is uh, is a lot harder than you might think. Uh, you might say, oh, these Titan things, they're really cool. Why don't we just play one of those or something like that? Uh, and yeah, the pictures are cool. The maps are really cool. Um, but then really looking at it, I don't know how interesting the content really is in an episodic way without, without taking the whole context of it and, uh, and, and the interplay of all the, uh, what'd you say, the... Uh, all the parties, uh, all the stakeholders in in the Silent Titan area, in the Woo Woos and all that. So, um, Woo Woos? Yeah, <laughs> what was that? You can't just that. drop that in a conversation <laughs> and then walk just, away. Don't worry about it. Uh, woo woo. All, all, all I mean, all woo I mean, woo? is that it's it's a game that definitely for me, I looked a lot more fun to play than it probably actually would be. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it also features yellow rather prominently in this art, doesn't it? It does. Yep. What is up with Yellow Gang, Morkborg, Silent Titans? I think it's really, uh, it really is eye catching. Yeah, uh, it definitely is. It's my favorite yeah. color. But you know, I mean, there's definitely some good stuff in there. But like running a Titan probably wouldn't be that interesting or good. What does that mean, really? running a Titan? Like the Titans as dungeons. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, you're literally like inside them or inside. Uh, I guess more like inter interdimensional projections of them through time. Yep, you Don't lost me. It. It's fine. It's it, it's but that is literally what they actually are. Uh, so they they're not necessarily titans themselves, but they're representative of the titans. They're some extension of them through time and through dimensions. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, kill. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> it doesn't uh, sound fun. And, and that's why I say like like trying to. Uh, Show me a picture. Yeah, but I don't know if the picture really captures the meaning of it. I guess that's that might sound kind of wild to say, but like it's not exploring the inside of a physical entity that is actually a titan. There's so much of it that's representative and kind of abstract and obscure. There's there's actually a dungeon which uh, I probably will not run, so I'll just go ahead and spoil a little bit of it. But each room is its own reality, and yeah. And you, through acting in that reality as the character that you're put in uh, in the shoes of, you go to other rooms, and you can see with, through your actions how the rooms are connected. Do you do you know that there are different realities when you go into them? Because if not, that sounds exhausting. Uh, like like yeah, like you'll you'll see as when you enter the dungeon, everything is immediately different. Like, uh -huh. I think the first room is like you're in a. Uh, you're in an asylum. You're, uh, you know, a uh, you're strapped. You're strapped to a to a uh, wheelchair in a straight in a straight jacket. Okay. Or something like that. And there's some there's a figure who's lecturing you and berating you and questioning you and whatever. Okay. And you take certain actions and you go into another room where you're a scientist running experiments on rats. Patrick Stewart was just like, like, what if what if every room is a different reality? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. 
Hold on. That's funny because Patrick okay, so it's from is the same British, people that... and uh, we like we like Patrick Stewart on this podcast. We, we but... love, yeah, yeah. He, we are huge fans, huge fans. So this is uh, the same people that did uh, Deep Carbon Observatory. Yep, yep. Okay, is the art the same? No, it's no. by a different guy. Because it, I really think cool, but it's by a different the DCO guy. art, like like as as sketchy and you know different as it is, it still conveys like the feeling of DCO. So I was just curious. Yeah, I would say that's art that that. It barely represents the thing, uh, but you get a good feeling of what the thing is. Right. Kind of it's, yeah. It transcends the work. It could be. It could stand on its own. Art lies, yeah. but illustration illuminates. That's that's my mm. that's 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 my take. That, that's a good that's a good hot take actually. It's uh, a good hot take. But but you look at this. Okay. So 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 say that dungeon I was talking about. So you look at the physical map of it. Uh, and it looks, it's roughly in the shape of like a person or something like that. Like it is, it is called the name of the Titan and all that stuff. But none of the spaces are actually physical spaces at all. Like there is no physical space. They're only connected, each of these realities through an action. Which again, it's neat and experimental and all that. Would it be very fun for you guys? I don't know. Mm. Not as like a one shot, because like I don't have any reason to yeah. care. Unless there's like a lot of character centric stuff that gets you involved, which. I don't know. Running one shots is a thing. It's a whole different thing. Maybe if you knew you were going to be there for a while. But I don't know enough about the setting to even know what you do in it. Not that this is terribly <laughs> related to art, but yeah, that, that's not that's not why we're here, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I think that it's an interesting setting. I uh, I yeah. But again, I think that the art definitely makes it seem a lot cooler <laughs> than what it actually is. Yeah. Maybe uh, yeah. Maybe the best match of art to game of of recent games is just like apocalypse world i think yeah because i feel like the art's pretty scant and, and not really all that you but it it kind of gets the point across yeah yeah and like when you play apocalypse world you feel like you're embodying the spirit of the art i feel like i, mm. I guess it, i guess like i mean there's there's part of me that's like i wonder you know like when you're reading a book you don't have any idea what these characters look like and i wonder how much they want to leave that up to dm interpretation Mm. You know, mm. so the le- is less art better? I don't know. I think maybe I mean, there's. Go ahead, Jim. Oh, I was just gonna say maybe there's something about a story that captures your attention and causes you to imagine it in a way that RPGs just don't. I I don't know. Like like th- that is absolutely a thing. Yeah, having books without illustrations. Yes, it works. Makes sense, right? You don't have to really know what anybody looks like or anything really. Uh, but in games, for whatever reason, uh any popular game book seems just packed full of illustrations uh, well, or art that is mostly unrelated it yeah. may also be due to the interactivity of the medium because in a book you're just a, a receptacle you're just getting stuff told to you but you need to be a more active participant in a game yeah. so it's you would spend so much time describing things with when you could just say hey this is what it looks like yeah yeah so that makes sense well that's all i have to say i i feel like art is more useful for getting people like for marketing getting people interested in the game whether like face to face or literally marketing and for maybe players to give them an idea like quickly what the game is supposed to be like but for the gm it's irrelevant well if you're running someone else's game it could be useful to get across a difficult concept but i think at the same time it could also obscure those concepts i i could i could name some uh that we've played in the past but i dare not speak its name so they're not they're not uh, nope. nope all right well, no, i don't want to get canceled today do you guys feel like this subject is covered i feel like it is covered i feel like it's exhausted 
so, so tired. <laughs> so, so, so great. So illustration, marketing, and to attract and get players to sort of mm, engage in the rules. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense to me. So while I'm in quarantine, head over to YouTube, smash that like and subscribe button. You can catch my <laughs> daily uh, drawings every day, live stream. I'm just kidding, I that. Yeah, quarantine has been great for me. I, uh, I do the same stuff I always do and don't ever have to get out. Ditto, except now I have three children and waifu in the house. <laughs> All the time. You're not. I could be like, y'all, I'm, I'm still working, y'all. <laughs> My work is not affected. I am down here working. Leave me alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep on saying, pretend I'm not here. Just it doesn't it doesn't work me. for me. Doesn't work. I said that before anyway. <laughs> Guys, please. Yeah, for me, I'm uh, still mostly working, but you know, half of what I do in, or ninety percent of what I do in any given day, it was not going on right now. So hmm. it's mostly medical patients and no elective procedures and all that stuff. So. All right, well, maybe and, we'll all come out of this on the other side and have more standard GGNO recontent. We are still playing, but we're playing on Roll20, and I'm not confident enough in the entire scenario to record an actual play of it because we're not very smooth in the process yet, so it would be, I think, tremendously boring listening. We, I might try to end up screen like saving the screen what do you call what do the kids call it these days recording the screen, screen of screen what, capture screen capture yeah okay streaming i work in technology what? uh might Twitch. do that to show like what's going on on the game because the entire time we have a map up and the characters are moving around and that kind of thing but we're not doing that anytime this week so this next episode will just be audio and maybe we'll experiment with a little short clip of video uh, capturing our game, but we'll have to see about that. Do we have any yeah, closing th- remarks? I feel like we're experimenting with with some different formats during the quarantine, trying yes. to sort this all out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we're so used to gaming face to face. This is so new to us, and we haven't had many good experiences. I, I'd say, I, you know, playing remotely. No, it's been kind of yeah, but I'm trying to make it better, trying to make it work. Lots of people do this, and this is the only way they game. So uh, that's we'll sad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. I definitely think it misses something, but it's it's serviceable. There you go. That's just I'm just what bummed you're... out. Y'all don't get to see my sweet plague stash that I've grown. Oh, oh no, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I'm pretty fuzzy too, man. <laughs> Plus, we'll never figure out when Tim's actually gone to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. No, last time I was like, I was like, is he asleep? <laughs> no, there he is. No, but uh, one thing I don't know if you mentioned this the uh, like the dungeon it was kind of fun having torches uh, and and seeing the map on here be completely black because yeah, we don't even cool. get like we don't get the fog of war like grayed out afterwards whatever that's called in roll twenty that's called advanced fog of war but I don't use that exactly so once we leave an area it's black and uh, all we have is my. My, I have like a, a map, like a mini map written on a two by two pink uh, post-it note uh, <laughs> in the corner of my computer. And that's what I've been using. That's all that we've had. So I don't know if you guys, are you guys taking maps? Yeah, I had my uh, had my, okay. my map earlier. I was trying to update it. Okay, so, so, so Tim had a mini map. Okay, good. Well, but anyway, so I, I thought that was curious. And that's something that's uh, definitely hard to do at, on a tabletop. But. Yeah, I mean, we do verbal description, I think, pretty well as among our cohort i should say but it's just not the same uh as actually seeing it represented in space 
and that will be GG No Re.